got TW Takes in the house. TW Takes, what's up? TW Takes podcast. That's Terrible Wrestling Takes podcast. So we'll go through all the monikers. The, uh, the man himself. Bishop over at TW Takes podcast. Absolute legend. He is an Irish New Yorker. Big up Bishop. Bishop <laughs> TW Takes. Shout out to Bishop on that one. Bishop from TW Takes. Matt Bishop from TW Takes. Shout out to TW Takes. TW Takes. Mr. TW Takes. TW Takes. TW Takes. TW Takes. TW Takes. And Takes. TW Takes. Bishop has, you know, on terrible takes. TWT Takes. Terrible wrestling takes. Bishop's terrible wrestling takes. Strictly for Bishop. Shout out to Terrible Wrestling Takes. Cheers, Bishop. TW Takes podcast. Him and his wife, Mrs. TW Takes. We got Mrs. Takes here as well. My wife. Mrs. Takes. She's the sleeper hit. So good. Thank you, wife. Shout out to Mrs. TW Takes. It's a fun back and forth. Such a small part, but so effective. I'm telling you, that's my go-to podcast now. TW Takes. You want here? Terrible Wrestling Takes. Bishop from Terrible Wrestling Takes. Bishop, everybody needs to be listening to you, brother. Bishop, say hello. Oh, shit. Here we go. Brand new episode. Terrible Wrestling Takes Podcast. But before we talk that shit, let's plug that shit. TBTakesPodcast.com for all platforms, audio and visual. Like and subscribe, especially if you do it for other people. TBTakesPodcast.com slash TWTs for all the merch to help support the show. Most affordable, fastest shipping merch in the podcast game. Remember, at TWTakesPodcast on all social media. And remember, review if you do, rate if you feel. Subscribe for me like you do for the rest of these idiots with a microphone and a computer now let's get into some more terrible wrestling takes oh shit here we go back at it actually marsh justin and i had three conversations all entwined as has happened lately with the show and i only segment it because it turns into different topics so this episode here is marsh's opinion of nxt and as we talk into the main roster we actually go into a day one prediction show and that episode will be coming out in just a little bit so thank y'all for tuning in and have a listen to myself at just in time 211 and at ref marsh speak about marsh's thoughts on nxt 2.0 marsh liked a tweet from 30 minutes ago so i'm I'm gonna send him a zoom link let's do it let's see here he's gonna be like what the fuck yeah whatever if he answers, he answers. If he doesn't, whatever. I'll be on there tomorrow. Run it back to three of us. We haven't done that since freaking like June. Yeah, since his show. Let's see how that goes. Um, But yeah, man. In the overall, I can't believe how, how right we've been. I mean, look, there's a difference between like covering up like the way AEW fans do, right? Yeah. They go, oh my God, this is the greatest fucking thing of all time. I can't believe it, blah, blah, blah. But like me and you after episode, it was either one or two of 2.0. We come on here to to this show, not the end time wrestling podcast, but the Terrible Wrestling Takes podcast. And we go. TW Takes on all platforms. <laughs> It's my own show, so I can't keep shouting it out. But yes. Come on, uh, TV take, do it. Do hey, it all the time. TBTakespodcast.com slash TBTs. I revamped the entire merch section of the podcast platform. So please check it out. Buy some shit. 
so I can send it out. Everything's pre-packed, ready to go. So fucking buy some shit. Do it. But it's different when you go, well, Roman's the GOAT, right? Or you or I go, hey, Becky's the fucking best women's wrestler. And she gets these moments to be on the mic and help build and all this shit. And you got to put the pieces together and you don't really like it's still subjective, right? Like Becky's still subjective. Like I think she's fantastic. I think she's one of the best women's wrestlers of all time, especially when you encompass promos and giving a shit about your opponents and all that stuff. She's not perfect in the ring and that's fine. Mm. Um, there's not many women wrestlers that are. Um, of the men's wrestlers, there's probably like, you know, 25 that might be perfect in the ring. But I even said it like, name me an Austin Undertaker match. That was great. There just isn't. There's story. Right. There's story. They were great at story. They were great at character, especially building to the match. But their matches were not good. You're talking two of the best of all time. And they didn't have good matches together. Austin Kane had better matches. You know? So, like, you know, it's, it's it's shit like that. My point is, like, being right about NXT 2.0 is really cool because we can now help others who don't watch 2.0 and go, dude, if you weren't watching from the beginning, you actually missed out on the growth of really cool performers like a Grayson Waller. You know, you you missed out on important matches like Imperium to understand that they are literally like two Bret Hart's. Just They're Bret and Owen. Just think if any of those guys get called up, no one's if the people that haven't watched aren't going to know shit about any of them. And that might be the the bigger point. Oh, oh, who the fuck is this that's debuting? Well, now you know. Hmm. Now you know. If you've been watching NXT 2.0, you'd know. And that's... But again, when we talked about it, it was about, okay, there's a young guy working with an old guy. Kyle O'Reilly, Von Wagner is the biggest, right? Mm -hmm. Kyle O'Reilly's on AEW, and nobody's talked about it for a week, but that's okay. Him and Von Wagner go through tag team. They get to Imperium. Imperium makes Von Wagner look like a million bucks. Kyle O'Reilly has basically his best match in NXT. O'Reilly leaves. Von Wagner got now gets put into a position where he's not an unknown. We've seen cool shit from him before. And now that Imperium is facing MSK, Everything's legit across the board, man. Mm-hmm. Kyle put over Von Wagner when he left. Wasn't the greatest way to put him over, but he made him look good. Yes, Von Wagner still needs a lot of work. He still feels clunky when you watch him. But give him more time in NXT and he'll definitely be there. What... um. <laughs> I can't even ask this proper, but like, what are you looking for most next week on 2.0 New Year's Eve? What can you actually look forward to? That's just like specific. You're about to get a fucking insane show. Like what else is there? Like there's, yeah, there's been story. 
for a lot of stuff. A lot of it's just really dope matches. And I'm ready for every second of it. Maybe not the Mandy Rose stuff. I'm a little iffy on the Mandy stuff because I'm still not into Mandy. So according to Wikipedia, this is what we have. Riddle and MSK versus Imperium. Fucking amazing. We have Roderick Strong versus Carmelo Hayes in a unification match where they're going to win or blend both titles together. Open weight we title Mandy... happen NXT. And yes, What's that? You think that? I said open weight title NXT. Make it happen. Yeah, and you're, also, match should be whole... really dope because Carmelo Hayes is amazing and Roddy is easily sometimes for like forgotten that he's really fucking good. Well, this is going to show it. Yes. For sure, this is going to show it. I mean, I'm not a big Roddy fan, but... I like Roddy. I really do. Shit, who was his last match against? Joe Gacy. Yeah, the Joe Gacy match. It was awesome. It was pretty good. It was good for what it was. It just just felt like it didn't flip a switch. Kind of felt like it was just chugging along at some points. Like, And I was like, okay, are we going to... Are we going to turn it up a little bit here? And it was sure, just kind of like. Sure. No, that's fair. That's fair. Um, well, we have Roddy Strong versus Carmelo Hayes to unify the titles. We have Mandy Rose versus Raquel versus Cora in a triple threat match based off the results tonight. And that'll be for the women's title. You know, this is a thing where I see Mandy retaining and Raquel moving on and Cora Jade still trying to find her feet. But yeah. then. Quite possibly the end all be all. Tomasa Ciampa versus Braun Breaker for an NFC championship match. Is this is this it? Is this where Braun takes it? I, I think it is. I think I, I I still I really like Braun Breaker, and I know a lot of people point out that that slip up during that their first match, but there was just still he made up for that so much during that first match and just think if this match goes with no slip up whatsoever, I like, I love their first match. I think this match is going to be just as good, if not better. You know, I agree with you and the slip up. What fucks me up is that Tommaso Ciampa addressed it and it therefore made it part of storyline as if he did on accident, as opposed to on purpose especially since it was from the middle rope, just like when his dad slipped so many years ago. They have been doing so many subtle callbacks to who Braun Breaker is in real life without doing it on screen from his uncle Siren to the singlet to the way he talks, his whole demeanor, everything about him, uh, the leather jackets. You know, he's done everything except put the fucking earmuffs on for amateur wrestlers. Like, and crawl around like his dad um start flexing on the top rope start screaming to all my freaks out there and i'm be yeah like, right oh, <laughs> with a big bad booty daddy or whatever the fuck it was <laughs> you know but they've done so many subtle hints that you know i wouldn't be surprised if that slip off the middle rope wasn't a subtle hint but, again, to the genius, which AEW fans hate, the genius of WWE 
is to take a moment like that that may have been an accident and turn it into something on purpose. Or if it was on purpose and they didn't talk about it for like three fucking weeks, they waited till War Games was over to bring it back up. Like, regardless, on purpose, on accident, fucking stroke a, stroke of luck, bring it back up in storyline as if to show Braun Breaker isn't ready is brilliant. Yes, I loved it. And they've done a I hell of a job making Braun Breaker feel like he actually is going to beat Champa. I don't know if I'm ready for a Braun Breaker to be champion because I don't know what Braun Breaker versus Tony D'Angelo does for a pay-per-view as much as a Braun Breaker versus Johnny Gargano because Gargano beat Ciampa when Breaker couldn't. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, mean I enjoyed the shit out of Johnny and freaking Braun Breaker in that ladder match. Fucking hell. I wish oh, Johnny was shit. Here we go. Oh, fuck. Going on. What Mr. Up? Ref Mars has joined the building. What's going What's happening? What's up, dude? Can you hear me good? You're a little bit I low. Agree. How about that? Is that better? Uh, yeah, a little bit better. Yep. That's good. Let me do this too. Let me see if I can do one more thing here. Hello? There you go. Oh, a thousand There we go. There we go. Setting up stuff, getting things. Check it out. I got a new light. It's beautiful. It It keeps me even. Yes. In the summertime, (laughs) you'll be less translucent. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna see how it looks with this other light. The only the only I've only used it once and it was for a family zoom so far. So this. Well, that really balances it out, huh? Yeah, that's it gives everything Clean. definition. <laughs> Leave right. your pants on. Holy shit! <laughs> I'd have to go get some. <laughs> Dude, uh, we're recording already. I don't know if you can tell when you join. Yeah, it alerts you. It's really funny. Um. Okay. Um. Are you watching? 2.0 on a West Coast delay, or have you caught it from the beginning and it's actually over for you? It would be West Coast. Uh, I can put it on. I typically watch it the next day. So you didn't see the first 40 minutes of NXT? I haven't seen any of the NXT. Oh, my God. So the reason why me and Justin are talking is because of the first 40 minutes of NXT. Our yeah. minds were fucking blown. So NXT it- tried to put them in the hospital. Um, I know, I mean, I, I know basically what's, what's going on. Are you talking about the Imperium stuff? Uh, a little bit. Well, Ref Mars for jumping in. Why don't you introduce yourself and tell people where to find you? Oh, uh, I'm at Ref Mars from, uh, wrestling on the rocks podcast where every show is our first show, which lets me know that I don't need to be prepared to knock this one out of the park. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we do. And you can find us at WOTR, the show. Fantastic. And You'll find me there tomorrow or as this drops later that night, as we'll be doing the boozies and I'll be bringing the Bishop awards. I've been debating on structuring my rewards, my rewards, my awards, my rewards, 
Oh, they are rewards. Ooh. If I tell you you are the king of wrestling or the queen or the rook or the knight. Ooh. You know what I mean? But then there's just more awards than there are chess pieces, so I couldn't really do it. But Well, and also, if you're doing a best of, then you're best case scenario undermining some awards versus others this is the king of the men but the pawn of you know i mean like well think of the versatility of a pawn someone who sets up the rest of the board for perfection pawns aren't versatile they're just useful there's a difference well you can also transition a pawn into a queen under very specific circumstances which could make them a liability if you try too hard to go through uh, to get that pawn to where it's got to go to get the queen, plus to become a queen, typically don't you have to lose the queen first? Um, no, you can transition into an extra queen if need be. Um, so if you circumvent the crowned queen with a new pawn turned into a queen, it actually has more versatility because it starts out on the opposite end of the board. Therefore, like if I name Becky Lynch my pawn, you can put her in any spot on the board. She can execute however proper. Um, and even if she's attacked, she's still backed up by another piece. But I didn't think enough about it. Huh. Here's the way I put that right now. Ref Marsh doesn't understand contracts. I don't understand chess. Oh, well, that makes sense. Oh, I don't actually get uh, NXT for another half hour. Okay. Oh, really? Shit. Okay. Yeah, we get it late. We get it late out here. And I switched over from Hulu live to YouTube live. And then like three days later, I realized that how I met your father was going to be a Hulu exclusive. And so now I'm pissed. <laughs> no Hillary Duff for you. <laughs> no Duff for me. To stick to... <laughs> well, uh, which segment was it, the opening segment? So the opening segment was Grayson Waller. Oh, cutting a, cutting a promo. And I, uh, I, I admitted to Justin, I am a Grayson Waller fan now. He is how incredible was he on Raw? It, outstanding. Fucking how, how many times have you seen anyone from NXT do any kind of appearance on a Raw or SmackDown and look that much like they belonged? You know what I mean? That was my Probably point exactly. The, Justin, go ahead. Probably since the NXT like invasion when they were doing the whole Survivor Series build, but that was probably about it. And but did they no look promos. like they belonged, or did they stand out as NXT specials? Yeah. Because well, they look like argue... they belonged athletically, because especially when Keith Lee and Riddle were a tag team and they attacked, and and Adam Cole held his own. There was moments where the wrestlers looked like they can perform on the same page, but never once did somebody have a microphone in their hand and look like they belonged across from the opponent. Never once. No. No, even the yeah, I would even argue a lot of the Adam Cole, Daniel Bryan stuff. I thought was, um, I thought there was some lacking there. I do remember when Pat McAfee hit the commentary table during that event. I remember yeah. specifically going, "Why the fuck would they put him on commentary? He's not a commentary dude." And I've been watching NXT for a year. I haven't even seen this dude on here. How is he representing NXT? I was so mad. And then during the segment, he was doing so good. I was like. They should bring him into NXT. What are they thinking? Was, like this guy's always good. one of the goats on commentary. Yeah, he's 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 outstanding on com commentary. It's it's yeah. amazing. Um, so yeah, the Holland and is on on commentary when oh, Rich yeah. Holland wrestles. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> but uh, but yeah, so Grayson Waller opens the show and he basically talks shit on everything he did for the last week and a half, saying how he's the best and all this shit. He asked people how their Christmas was, and then just goes, I really don't care. My Christmas was fucking awesome. Like he he has an ability, and again, I, I like I, I told Justin earlier, the beauty of 2.0 is that you don't know what's going to happen next week. So just pay attention this week because episode one, two, three, four until war games. I'm like, who the fuck is Grayson Waller? This guy's an athlete, doesn't know who he is in the ring from war games on. They go, Hey man, why don't you talk shit on how great you were at war games and go from there? And he's like, all right. And has crushed it every fucking week. He's gained character to match the athleticism. Yeah. He's doing incredible work. I I wonder though how much of Grayson Waller and what we're seeing is is a blueprint in work. You know what what I mean? Is this going to be a thing moving forward? Is as opposed to getting somebody? I mean, because two is different. We've got it. We have a different beast, and it's very much developmental. And NXT has always been a form of developmental, no matter how much they've leaned into the third brand or not. There was a form of developmental happening there, and a form of graduation by moving on. Is Grayson Waller helping them figure out what's this new journey going to look like? Because very rarely have we had successes when someone goes up to NXT and back down, uh, or even the idea of them graduating onto the main roster. There's always a pause, always a they're coming. There's always a shift. Even Rhea Ripley looks the same, but has a different character. Is this a way that we can start almost like original NXT now I think about it, where they had the pros and the mentees? Pros and the rookies, I think they called them. Yeah. I wonder if that's kind of, hey, AJ, you're the pro and Grayson Waller's your your rookie. Ping pong it, you know? It could be because I could see, I mean, even they could keep that gimmick. This whatever, they could yeah. keep his gimmick now what it is right now. Have him come up and just beat the shit out of somebody. Just a big name like, like they did with Johnny. Just have him beat the shit out of somebody and then talk shit. For what do you mean, like Johnny? Until, like how they took Johnny out. Oh, like how they took, yeah, like how he took Johnny out. You could just have him come up on the main roster, take out like, say Shinsuke, leave well, Shinsuke he said big out. Name, I was confused. <laughs> wow! Wow! <laughs> I hear what you're saying, and then you have examples, and I think I don't understand what you're talking about anymore. I'm the only one. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still the only Johnny Gargano defender here. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, look, when so Grayson Waller does this thing and then he has a match with uh who, who was his match with? I don't even fucking remember because it doesn't matter. Um, Odyssey. He's supposed Odyssey. to face okay. Dexter. Dude, didn't get fun that. match too. It was fun. So yeah, there was all kinds of bullshit. And uh and and Grayson Waller has a match with Odyssey Jones. Really fun match. Um, I love the finish. The finish was awesome. And then after the finish, Grayson Waller gets back on the mic. And then what happens? Fucking AJ Styles pops up on the big screen. And AJ tells him, I'll see you next week to show up at New Year's Evil. AJ is showing up next week at New Year's Eve. They did not announce a match and me and Justin are losing our fucking minds. I, I wish they gave us the match. I'm so disappointed they didn't. They just said he's coming to confront him about it. And I'm like, 
fuck? Give me the match. <laughs> Give me what I want. New Year's Zach. Evil is two days after day one. It's, I mean, it's next Tuesday, yeah. Yeah, so it's three. next Tuesday. Sunday, Monday. Oh, yeah, Monday, and this Tuesday. Saturday is day one. Yeah. 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 Oh, and then it's Saturday, so three days. Yeah, three days after day one. Yeah, I wonder if they just don't want to book the match because they don't know if the match is going to happen necessarily. But you could always get there, confronted you, and have something break down and, and happen. At the end of the day, New Year's Evil is an episode of NXT. As much as NXT wants to pretend right. giving the weekly a new name or AEW wants to pretend that Winter is Coming is actually a thing, right. but it's just a renamed weekly episodic show where you put on big matches to try and make your crowd confused. <laughs> so... <laughs> well, that's what bothered More me about Halloween Havoc. Halloween Havoc oh, was yeah. was during the week, but fuck it, they did on if they did it on a Saturday. Halloween was on a fucking Saturday. Do Halloween Havoc make it important? No, no commercials. Now, in context, Halloween Havoc was fucking awesome, mm-hmm. and the way New Year's Evil shaping up is going to be fucking awesome. Yeah, the only thing we need added is them to say Styles versus Waller, which is crazy because in my fandom not being a fan of Waller, all I want to see is a match versus the greatest wrestler of all time in AJ Styles. And I, a question I, I proposed to Justin earlier today, March, in, in the buildup that they've done over the last couple of weeks, if you get AJ Styles versus Grayson Waller, do you care who wins? Yeah. But I don't know who I would want it to be. But I would say that the, the finish matters and it's always got to matter as much as it's all like hey i just want everyone to have a good time (laughs) it's it's the finish of the match is how you're either going to build a star or stifle a star and i'm not going to say bury because i do think it takes more than a couple of losses to completely bury a talent uh so but i do think it can it can slow down momentum or it can build momentum depending on whether you lost or won and how the thing about AJ, no one pays attention to how much he loses because he's just that damn good. But that dude loses a lot. All the time. I would be curious to see his win-loss record next to Zagler's. Because both those dudes go out there and they they do a lot. Except, I mean, they both have their own level of credibility. But AJ always feels like that if he walked out with the world title, you'd be like, yeah, that's AJ, man. He'll just take your title. <laughs> With that in mind, AJ's on his own now for the first time in a while. Losing to a rookie might not be the best way to to keep his momentum going, depending on what they're going to do with him next. On the flip side, having Grayson Waller pick this big fight with an AJ and lose could make Grayson look a little bit like a douche, which maybe could be functional, you know? That which is why I, I find it interesting, and and as you'll find out later when you watch NXT, spoiler real quick, but you know no big deal. Mm-hmm. Waller wins because he peels off the top turnbuckle. Odyssey Jones hits himself on the turnbuckle, exposed. Create so they already found a way to make a believable finish in a non credible way because oh well he just had to cheat. If they, I mean look AJ Styles lost to Ellsworth because he got his foot tangled in the bottom rope in such a, such a genius way. So genius that I'm like, how did AJ Styles get caught that way? And then of course I I go back into adult mode. I go, Oh, 
because he's so good. I didn't realize he did it himself. <laughs> yeah. He didn't accidentally get caught in the ropes. No, he's mm-hmm. so good. He got caught in the ropes on purpose and Ellsworth won. Like, yeah. those and he moments, saved Ellsworth's life. Yeah. On the, yeah. the fucking the styles clash on the steps. Yeah. Could have fucking decapi- decapitated himself. Well, and then the styles clash on the inside of the ring. Uh, Ellsworth has his chin tucked. Which for this mm-hmm. class, you got to have your neck back. Yeah. So his head was pointing down. And as they're going, AJ sees this between his legs and fucking toe points and then falls forward. Yeah. Just to like fucking scoop him down. And you're all like, oh, my God. Did you see Jeez. AJ versus Apollo on Raw? Yeah. It's like fantastic. That, that was my biggest takeaway from the match was how Apollo was ready to take the Styles Clash. It's it's such a tricky move to get into, but from the beginning of how that the styles styles clash started, Apollo was like, "Yup, this is exactly where I'm gonna be." Because even before he was hooked in, Apollo's head was staring right at Corey Graves in the face. He was he was ready to take the fucking move, and yeah. and I, I I love that match so much. But back to the NXT part of it, I think regardless of what happens, win, lose, or draw if there's an outcome in words that doesn't make sense, like an AJ losing, it would be done in such a way that the performance is going to make sense. Yeah. The other thing that basically melted our eyeballs was the Imperium stuff, as you had mentioned. So what have you heard since you're jumping in based off of Twitter and haven't seen it yet? Well, I saw Walter popped up on screen, talked some shit to MSK. He's going to be joining Imperium and Riddle's joining MSK for a three on three. So far as I could tell. Yeah, dude, like it, it was incredible watching live. And yeah, I, I, I like, I don't even want to talk to you about it because it would spoil the feelings, but you already know what happened. The crazy thing about that is, is if NXT had signed Trey Miguel and they had the three of them together as a group, it would have been honestly like more like, I think it would have been actually crazier too. Cause you got those three that are really fucking tiny. Like they're like, they're tiny guys. And then you got Walter who's massive. You got freaking Eichner who's a pretty big guy himself and Bartel's pretty big as well. Just imagine how much just watching the three of those guys come from underneath against those three big guys like that. Like it would have been crazy. But even with Riddle, he's he looks tall to other people, but just when he's in there with Walter, he's gonna look fucking minute compared to Walter. So I think they've oh, wrestled each other in PWG in the past. I think so too. And yeah, we, we went through their catalog a little bit earlier. They haven't wrestled solo since I think early 2018. And they did a yeah. lot of uh, stuff in Germany uh, in 2017. They wrestled a lot against each other. Um, yeah. They, were so tempted to do a watch they actually had a four way that a four way. It was uh, riddle Walter Keith Lee and Tracy Williams, uh, which I believe was in progress that me and Justin were going to watch. Had you not hopped on. So oh, he could still yeah, hop on. Progress makes sense. Uh, and then I, th- no, I don't think, uh, I don't think Walter ever went through Monster Factory because that's where Riddle was doing a bunch of stuff for a while. But ultimately, all I'm saying is that it's been a couple of years, but they've got history together. They're going to have a comfort level in there and they're going to be able to put on stuff that 
neither one's been able to show in front of this crowd in ever. I can't wait for this match. I'm so fucking excited for this. I mean, what are, what are your what are your thoughts besides just Walter and and Riddle connecting? I mean, what we saw from Imperium and MSK when Imperium won the titles, leading into what we have with the three on three, like I, I legit as an adult watching wrestling, I lost my shit. Like, uh, you know, like I, to comprehend what we saw, like, you know, from the pandemic on when it was, you know, Dragonoff versus Walter one versus two versus Walter and Ciampa. And, you know, that all the shit that we watched, I mean, just the, the fucking Thatcher versus Riddle and Thatcher versus Ciampa, like. I I can't picture what this fucking three on three is going to be. It, it's going to be one of the best things we've seen in the last fucking four years. Yeah. It's going to be crazy. The only big real question mark is how is Riddle going to work with MSK? Like, what's that going to look like? Not is it not can they coexist, but what are their styles going to look like together? Style wise, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a little bit different, yeah. Because Riddle's again, honestly the yeah. hybrid of the other five. He's a, yeah. he's a good mix of the other five. Well, MSK and Bronson Reed worked really well together the time they did. It was awesome. So yeah. It's not that MSK can't make it work. And we know the chemistry that the Imperium's going to have with each other is going to be oh. off the chain. It's, it, it, it's, like I said, it's probably going to end up being, we're probably going to get a match of the year candidate this early of 2022, and it's going to be fucking insane. Yeah. Could you imagine that? January 4, we get a match of the year candidate. We're not even fucking. We just barely started the <laughs> new year. We got a match of the year already. I'd have to go and look at the, the first couple. I feel like the first couple episodes of. I think that happened last year. I think well, Walter, for me, I think Walter Dragunov won, I think was very early in the year last year. And that's one that we still talk about. I thought that was the end of 2020. Oh, was it just sneaking it? No, I thought a uh, Balor and um, Balor and someone squeaked in right at the end of the year. But I thought Dragonoff and Walter opened up the year, but maybe not. I'd have to look. One, at of, one of mine that I brought up on the uh, recently released episode of Chat Grapple and Cheap Pops. Shouts to me and Justin for being on there. Shouts to JB and Chris for doing awesome work. Was uh, was Raquel and Rhea? Uh, they're their last woman standing match was in January of last year or this year in 2021. And it's a match yeah. that we kind of overlooked, but that was a big one for me where, um, you know, so much shit match, has happened. Their first but, match was the end of October last year. Uh, so October, 2020 was uh, Walter dragging off one. Yeah. October 29th. So it should have been on Halloween Havoc. Yeah. But yeah, that's uh, just those matches alone are going to make the New Year's Evil seem pretty special. Yeah. Yeah. And whatever... I, I would love they haven't called an actual match for Styles and Waller. And, and Justin and I were actually just pontificating whether or not they can turn it into a match like day of. Um, or, I mean, look, they, they started the build with a promo from Waller on Instagram, you know, 
is this going to yeah. turn into a match before we even get there next week? Uh, I could find that quite possible. And then you also got to think about LA Knight. The way that they even build him started off on Halloween Havoc where Waller let the air out of his tires and stuff and secretly did that. And yep. then that went back yep. forth for weeks. And right now we don't know where it's at. Left him well, laying I, in the parking lot too. It feels like it feels like a rumble debut and keep going. I mean, I don't think yeah. there's a place for LA Knight in uh in 2.0 anymore. I, as much as I understand where you guys respect him from before and where I didn't really connect with him in NXT, when I watch him in 2.0, even from the veteran coach and the rookie, I don't think he fits. I think he's bigger than that. I think he's perfect on a, a rude Ziggler level. I think he's perfect on that, you know, U.S. intercontinental title level. And if he can prove himself at that point, like we were talking about last week, Marsh, you know, could he mid-card hold himself in such a regard that moving to the next level seems imminent. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I understand. I can, I can even see him forming a group with like with Ziggler and Rude. I think those three together would be interesting. That would be funny. You know that um, Rude and James Storm were a beer money tag team in TNA. Yep. Uh, and, uh, LA Knight and James Storm were a tag team in NWA and tag team champions. What was that tag team called? They were still fleshing out a name uh, before the pandemic and they ended up uh, going, but they were, they were teasing drinking buddies. Yeah, that was so good. I I was at that show wearing our drinking buddies t-shirt. Nice. And uh, I saw James Storm afterwards and I was like, dude, are you trying to steal my gimmick and pointed at my shirt? And he's laughed and he goes, I saw someone posted that online. He's like, that's funny. He goes, we won't use it. And I was like, dude, it's funny you say that, but take it. It's fine. I'm just a dumb podcast. He said, he said, we call ourselves drinking buddies. He says we could be beer muscles. And I was like, you want to be beer muscles? Hey, maybe they can be uh, drinking money. I don't know. Mix them together somehow. Yeah, pretty fucking funny. But yeah, dude, this this 2.0 has taken off to a level that even myself and Justin, when we called it out in the beginning, uh, didn't think the ability to invest this strong would be there. I mean, I, I literally thought it was going to be like watching spring training baseball, where you see evident talent go. Okay, you're you're going to be great. I'll see you when the season starts. You're going to do great things, but 2.0 has me on like a three week run, a four week run where I want to see great shit happen. And then, all right, fuck it. Next level. Like you said, Grayson Waller looking like he belongs on raw legit doesn't happen without war games and something to talk about. Do you think Riddle and Walter are the pro and rookie there too? Do you think they're just, Utilizing this as well to to get Walter back in the ring for a little bit, make sure he's ready before he jumps over. I'll take it. I'll take it. I actually I I don't want to think about it that way because of the six, I can see Walter and Imperium moving on and MSK being the veterans to help out whatever is going to be left over of the NXT tag team mm-hmm. division because there really isn't anyone there. It's true. Yeah, well, I don't know. What do you I think, know, Justin? I like it. 
I mean, they got the they got what four other teams there, I think, so far. The GYV. Yeah, Briggs and Jensen. Uh, fucking jacket time, which my god, it's a rough one. <laughs> jacket time's a rough one. They have one more, and I cannot remember who the hell else it was. Which is the point, right? So maybe, maybe it's a GYV MSK thing. GYV comes out on the back end as as tag champs, and now they're working with the Briggs and Jensen to go forward. And Jacket Time figures themselves oh, out, LTF. honestly. Yeah. Yeah, LDF, I think, is ready for the next level, too. But honestly, as we've seen on SmackDown and Raw, and I don't know if you guys can agree with this, but, you know, look, no offense to anyone who's been cut. SmackDown and Raw have been almost perfect the last two months. But, like, who are you going to add into those shows to make them better? What what <laughs> what are you going to take out to add a different person in who got cut to make it better? I, I just don't see it. Yeah. I mean, yes. Would I love to see some of the released talent on TV? Sure. But of what I've watched, I'm sorry. Like the, the KO and Seth stuff, it's working. And uh, Mars, was it you guys that said uh, if they ended up as a tag team, that like if at the end of this we have KO and Seth as a tag team, like fuck. Be a very entertaining tag team. They'd be great together, they'd be incredible. God, I wish I would hope Seth would like give Kevin Owens the same exact kind of stuff he wears. Have Kevin Owens come out in like those suits and those pants that he does. What if Owens just did it all messed up? Like his shorts and his just his shorts, like his <laughs> basketball shorts and like a tie. Yeah. Oh every every time Seth gave him a suit to wear, he cut it in the shorts and a vest. Yeah. Oh, it was so funny. Come on. So good. Now make him a tag team. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Well, if you want to come having a, a drink with me and my drinking buddies, we're wrestling on the rocks where the dive bar of the IWC opens up Wednesdays and Thursdays this week coming up, or depending on when this ever drops the final week of the year, we're going to be dropping our boozy awards. Uh, so you can follow us at Twitter at WOTR the show. I am at ref marsh. Thank you, buddy. For hopping on. Yeah. Really appreciate it. Justin, my friend, everybody's favorite Twitter buddy, everybody's favorite co-host the eventual main host of his own show coming to you shortly in your ear holes. Justin, let the people know what's up. The Don. Yes. And I appreciate you guys. I love you guys for all the shit that you say all the time. Again, you can only find me on Twitter right now, but again, podcast is coming soon. And I'm telling you now to anybody who hears this, it's coming soon. It's going to be, probably at the start of next year, which means you'll probably get a day one freaking review as the first episode. So we're going to make it happen. And we'll be still, you'll still be seeing more of these kind of collaborations too. Hey, as long as we're out here creating the conversation, I don't think anybody can be upset about anything. Uh, Thank you both for coming on. You guys are two of the best that I've interacted with over the lifetime of this podcast. Um, I've told you guys, individually together it doesn't matter um this is so much fun every time so i much appreciate everything uh other than that check out tubetakespodcast.com slash two bts the website's completely revamped the prices have changed uh but that does not change the quality of product how fast you get it how dope it is and how much more secure it is 
than PWTs where they can go fuck themselves. Thank y'all for hopping on one more time. Everyone else, like, subscribe, all that bullshit. Outro's playing right now. We're out of here. So, with that being said, review if you do, rate if you feel. Follow me at TWTakesPodcast on Instagram and Twitter. Share your terrible wrestling takes via my pinned tweet. Email me, bishoptwtakes at gmail.com. Until next time.